Hey guys, it's Dan Waltzman here. This is the Edgy Conversations podcast. In case for a moment you got lost on the interwebs or wondering what the heck you were listening to. Yes, this is the Edgy Conversations podcast. I am your host, Dan Waltzman. As you know, this is the podcast dedicated to radical help for people who want it. Radical help for people who want it. You know, it's been a while since I've talked about the essence of this podcast, but I still come back to those three key words radical help want. You know, it's not always that we want help in our lives. I got to tell you, sometimes I'm like, leave me alone. I don't want your help. I don't need your help. I frankly just want to do what I'm doing right now. And maybe that's you. You've been for a while saying, look, I don't need anyone's help. I'm going to do it my way. Come hell or high water, I'm going to make it happen. Now, look, stubbornness is a great quality. I love stubbornness. I've been stubborn 38 years of my life. But there's also the other side of stubbornness that says there's no reason getting shot by making bad mistakes. One of the things, one of the guys that I like to listen to, Russell Brunson, often says, don't be like a pioneer with arrows in his back. If, If you're thinking about this, Think about how the th- th- uh, think about this discussion this way: when the settlers were going west, they would follow these maps that were usually created by other settlers, other explorers. And as they were as they would head, you know, to the to the west coast for more land, more freedom, not really more freedom, but you know what I mean, more open air, more space. They would they would follow these paths that someone else had given them, and sometimes that meant you know taking your you know, your cart, your wagon over some mountain passes that were just precarious. And I love this example that Russell says. He says, look, if you see a settler, a pioneer ahead of you with arrows in his back, you should take a warning from that. There's no reason to be the guy who's going to try to beat that. Be the one person who, who makes it through. Why not learn from the lessons of the guy who took arrows and adapt, adjust, improve, right? Be better than you were before, not because someone's forcing you to, but because it's a smart move. It saves you from a lot of heartache and headache. I was telling someone this morning over coffee how my attitude has shifted over the last year, year and a half, two years. I am as stubborn a guy as you'll ever meet. I mean, ask my wife, ask people who really know me, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty thick in the head. Now, and that's that. That can I was gonna say that's good. That can be good if you're in a situation where you just need to persist. Some of you are in situations like that right now. There's no quick fix. There's no easy answer. You just need to gut it out, stick it out, fight it out, will yourself to win until the results match up with where you want to be. But 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 but. There are other times where you delay your success because you're too stubborn to change. Now, maybe it's because for one of the first few times in my life, I I feel completely helpless and hopeless. And I don't, I don't feel that way in a negative way. I'm just being real with you to say, I don't necessarily uh, know what I'm doing. I haven't done it before. I'm creating these online digital courses 
and I, I'm learning from everyone. So I launched this course. Let me give you a little bit of the history behind this. Just be raw with you for a second. I launched this course for multi-level marketing. And I probably spent about $20,000 getting it off the ground. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars $16,000, $17,000 of it were uh, for the actual work itself, shooting the videos, getting the technology wired up. There's just a lot of infrastructure that you may not consider that goes into having a digital program, a, a vibrant digital program, right? And by the way, all of you listening know me uh, well enough to know we like our stuff looking very nice and professional, modern, uh, no sort of um, uh, ridiculous, you know, ugliness. We want it all to be smooth and professional and awesome. And so that cost fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars. I spent another eighteen hundred dollars on Facebook advertising. There are a few people in our audience here who are doing multi-level marketing, but not not a lot. There's not many. Out of seven thousand or so people who are in our uh, newsletter list, ninety percent of them, ninety-five percent of them, are getting a weekly newsletter from me, one article, and some and some free stuff. There are another 10% who actually get a daily newspaper, do newspaper, newsletter from me with the article from the previous day, et cetera, et cetera. And so while we have, you know, thousands of people who get some sort of inspiration from the edgy community, it's it's uh, it's just not our core audience. But but I was passionate. Okay, so so right now you may be thinking, so why even do it? So I was passionate about the MLM community. I just it felt like I had a lot of friends. Uh, or or associates who are venturing down the path of multi-level marketing and failing. And I thought, oh, why does that have to be? And I looked around and I thought, there, there's really not a lot of the tools that I would like to see out here. Maybe I can do this better. And so that was the spark for me. Now, I spent $1,800. I, I began to advertise this about a week out. Now, for those of you who don't know Facebook advertising, if you put an advertisement out a week out, you probably need to test it for three, four days. And then, then what you do is you, re you, you really up the, up the spend on it because the Facebook algorithms have already worked. And, and now, now uh, by the way, if it sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about, it's because I don't. I, I hired some amazing people to try to teach me and walk me through this. Ultimately, they ended up doing it for me. So you advertise. We had 174 people register for our webinar. My internal goal was 2,000. I figured that out of 2,000, if 25% showed up, I could present this webinar to 500 waiting, eager people. So at 174, I'm less than 10% of my target. Now, having said that, first time, unrealistic expectations, totally get it. I was out of line, but still, I'm aggressive, I'm eager, I want more. Of the 174 who registered for the webinar, um, about 40 showed up. 40 showed up. So that's, a, that's slightly less than, uh, than the 25% I wanted, but it's still, it's, a, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Heading into, heading into that, that live event. So we did the live event. And um, we sold 11, 11 
packages uh, are 30 days to awesome package. And by the way, it's the cheapest thing I've ever sold besides my $17 book. It is $277 uh, when I'm on stage. It's $25,000. So for for someone to get this entire lifetime course for $277 is... um, uh, a fabulous, fabulous, right? Same, same wisdom. It's actually uh, better because it's codified into videos and workbooks and things like that. I actually had a few people ask me if we had a payment plan, by the way, which I had to kindly say, no, we don't. We don't. We don't actually have a payment plan at all. We might have actually been able to land an extra order or two had we had a payment plan, but I thought at two seventy seven. That's just not something I can I could do. So, for those of you doing the math in your head, it's roughly three thousand one hundred dollars, something in that range, slightly less than that. And I have to tell you, I I was at first pretty upset. I'm sharing the raw, real numbers with you because I, I want you as you launch your side hustle, side business, side gig, try to get promoted, whatever it is that you're trying to do right now, I want—I just want to be candid with you that the first time you do something may not be the, 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 the time you hit the home run. We all like the story about the rookie who goes in the game and the first at bat, boom, knocks the ball way over the wall. That's probably not how it's going to happen for you. By the way, the first ultra I ever ran out of 125 miles, I ran 71 before my body shut down. 71. Then went on to run a bunch of other races and do some incredible things and break a record or two here or there, but 71 miles was my limit. So I built this program. I sold the program. I'm now working for the next 30 days plus with this amazing group of people uh, who are digesting the material, learning it, owning it, um, helping me make it better with their awesome questions. It's, it's just incredible. So, so, what's the moral? <sighs> Stubbornness doesn't help anybody. Being able to listen and learn does. Let me tell you how this has benefited me recently. So I went from zero to $3,000 with this course. Doesn't seem like a home run. But our next launch might be 30,000, 60,000, 300,000, who knows, now that we've figured out how to do it. A couple of days ago, I got an email from our email provider, which is Mandrill. And it said something like this Your email rating is being downgraded to poor because people are marking your messages as spam. So, you know, be aware before we shut you down completely or something like this. So I'm sitting here thinking, and and by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how rarely you get emails from me, like rare, not much at all. I'm I'm scratching my head going, what emails? So when someone first signs up for the newsletter, we send two emails. And the first email is, is just a welcome email from me, just demonstrating how grateful I am that they're interested in this. And, and letting them know a few of the things that are available for them in the empire. Meaning, 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 watch a video, this podcast, other things like that. And I, what I noticed is that 
people were marking those messages as spam. And I thought, well, my gosh, you signed up for the newsletter. Um, and I, it's a simple, I didn't, I'm not selling you anything. How is this? How are you marking this spam? So I, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, what is going on? This doesn't make sense. And so for the first time in my life, I, I, I remembered, learn, Dan, learn and do, learn and do, learn and do. Don't be the pioneer with arrows in your back. Learn, adjust. So I'm thinking, what could happen? So I thought, let me run an experiment. So I changed the subject. I didn't change anything else besides the subject line. I went back to the two emails and I thought, what if I'm being what I tell my team, clever by half? Here's what clever by half means. You think you're being witty, but you're just being confusing. So my opening email had a subject line of something like this. Hey, so I thought, hey, you know, I'm saying, hey, hey, how are you? Hey. Um, and then the second email subject line was one more thing. Come to find out, people didn't remember what the one first thing was, let alone one more thing. That second email, one more thing, was getting marked spam all the time. So I made a small change. I went in and said, welcome to the edgy empire, and then in brackets said, one of two. And then went to the second email, welcome to the edgy empire, two of two. Since I've made that change, not one, well, actually, take that back. One email has been marked spam. Only one. Why? Because I learned a lesson. The lesson was people are confused when you have cheeky, clever by half subject lines that they don't even know what it's about and why. And so their natural reaction is not to open it up and read it and digest this, it's to go, ugh, spam. But when they, you have welcome to the edgy empire, they just signed up for the edgy empire emails. They put two and two together because they're not stupid people. They understand once you tell them, once you make it friendly for them, they get it. I Okay, this is a silly, silly, silly thing. It's my emails and I'm just sharing with you some lessons I've learned, both in building the course and in, and, and in, and in doing some communication. But the rea here's the reality, people. If you're not able to learn Observe, orient, decide, and act. We call that the OODA loop. It was designed by fighter pilots. Observe what's going on. Orient yourself. Is this good or bad? Decide. Yeah, I think I need to change those subject lines. And then act. By the way, that OODA loop can happen in a second if you're a fighter pilot and need to eject. Or what it can happen in months if you're in a bad relationship and decide you need to eject. But the reality is if you're not learning and growing... You can brag about how stubborn you are. You can brag about how, oh, I'm not going to change for anybody. You can, you can have those sort of talking points about how kick-ass you are and I'm not, I'm not going to let anybody shake me. Or, or you can be someone who's willing to adjust and improve. The reality is stubborn people often are successful. They are. But along with that success comes massive collateral damage. People get hurt. People get injured. Their reputations get injured, right? Their friends and family take an intolerable toll. All because we, taking ownership now, aren't willing to learn and adjust. So there's a lesson today. It's, look, be stubborn. Be so stubborn, it's redonkulous right? You are pig-headed, you're determined, you're massively motivated to get to where you want to be. Be that guy, be that gal, be that person. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. 
But at the same time, be willing to learn and grow like a flower. Let your petals grab the sunlight and shine brighter. Hey guys, this is Dan Walshman. You've been listening to the Edgy Conversations podcast and maybe you came halfway through. I won't assume that you actually know what you're listening to. So come back next time. We're gonna have another great episode. I can't wait to spend a little bit more time with you. Meanwhile, meanwhile, guys, go out there, stay edgy, be awesome.